If you have your Bibles uh, with you this morning, would you turn with me to uh, the Old Testament book of Isaiah, uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verses 28 through 31. The book of Isaiah is our text this morning, uh, verses 28 through 31. And listen, I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you're able to. Isaiah chapter 40, 28 through 31. And uh, we're just going to pray and get into the message this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. We thank you for your people. We thank you for the work that your Holy Spirit is doing in the lives and hearts of, you, of these families represented here, Lord, in our children and in uh, those that are watching on the live stream. We ask in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord, that you would allow your word to penetrate our hearts and our minds, uh, to challenge us, to inspire us, to encourage us. Uh, Lord, just be glorified in this place this morning. Uh, speak to us. Holy Spirit, teach us. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So a little bit different this morning. We like to mix it up, keep you guessing sometimes by a show of hands. Has anyone here ever been so tired that you actually have difficulty forming proper sentences when you speak? Some of you. Oh, oh, all right. All right. I mean, so exhausted maybe that you make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Anybody ever been there? And so, or, or how about this, you, you sit still to do something or you sit down to get your hair done or to get a haircut and the next thing you know, you are fighting sleep and your hairstylist or your barber is saying, you don't want to do that. You're nodding, you know. Have you ever had a toddler or seen a toddler sitting in a high chair for a meal or a snack, and next thing you know, their head is nodding off and their face ends up in the food. Some of you have that picture. Some of you have that picture. So we, listen, we live in a society that is tired. Anybody ever been tired? We live in a society that is tired, and uh, we are often plagued by a lack of sleep, uh, in some cases, low energy leads to discouragement and exhaustion. Uh, we know is connected with some depression. Uh, in fact, hospitals and clinics are uh, many times filled with people who are physically fine but are emotionally uh, sick, feeling overwhelmed or just plain tired. And so listen, we are a weary people and it, and it shows absolutely Unfortunately, in followers of Christ, one of the first things that, one of the first places rather where that shows up is in our lack of energy and devotion for the things of God. And I'm guilty of this this morning. I was out uh, at a family thing that I, I sort of, uh, I got to be careful what I say because they're probably watching right now. I kind of forgot it. I, I forgot that things were happening. And, and so after the full work day, I thought I was going to go home and take a nap. And no, I had to go to a, a, my brother in law's VIP restaurant event three, four hours later. We got home really, really late last night, and uh, I was hopping and jumping and praising God, but this body is tired. We're weary people. 
And many times it seems harder and harder to find time uh, to be quiet before the Lord. And so uh, prayer and devotions and fellowship, uh, uh, they often take a backseat to, to paying our bills, to keeping our cars running, uh, finding time for all of our pressing priorities in our lives. And although we know in our heart that there's a, a real need to live for the Lord and to serve our community, at times we seem to be losing energy while we do it. Someone once said, we are not distinguished from one another by the loads that we bear, but we're distinguished from one another by the God who carries us. Anybody ever been carried by the Lord on one of those tired occasions? I feel like that this morning. I'm here, I'm preaching, and the Lord is carrying me. Some of you, you know what that feels like. You, you see, all, uh, we all grow weary, we all grow tired, we all grow faint because we all face mountains and burdens and sorrows uh, from time to time. But we also serve a God who cares. Amen. We serve a God who cares and he, we know that he loves us abundantly. He, he wants to renew our strength and will actually many times even carry us if we let him. How many of you have ever read that uh, poem, uh, Footprints in the Sand, I believe, uh, where the two footprints, they disappear, but they become one set of footprints and yeah, the, you know, the person is like, God, God, why did you leave me? Oh no, that set of footprints is mine. I was carrying you. So let's go to our text this morning in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. The Bible says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth never faints nor is weary. He is understand, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, four short, short verses. In those four short verses, we see the weariness of, of man and how it's contrasted with the strength and the power of our mighty God. And listen, it can be noted that the word of God uh, has some great wisdom and it has some great advice to help us uh, when we're feeling weary and exhausted. And, and I'd like to share some of that with you this morning. So if you're taking notes, the first thing I want to point out to you this morning is that it is contrary to God's nature for him to ever be weary. It is contrary to the nature of God for him to ever be weary. I'm so glad my God doesn't go on vacations. I'm so glad that my God doesn't get so tired with my shenanigans that he doesn't leave the scene and say, peace out. I'm, I'm, I'll come back next year, 2024. I'll, I'll come check you out because you're making me tired right now with all of your foolishness. 
It is contrary to God's nature for him to be weary. And so thankfully, God doesn't ever grow tired. The Bible says he neither slumbers nor sleeps. And, and listen, in times in your life when you have faced difficulty and, and hardship, it is a beautiful thing to know that we can call on the name of Jesus. We can call on the name of the Lord and he will answer and he will move and he will lift you up and he will let you know that you are his and, and that he loves you and, and that he can see you through whatever season you're facing he neither slumbers nor sleeps you may say didn't God rest on the seventh day right we we know that God rested on the seventh day yes he did rest but it wasn't because he was weary See, the Sabbath rest uh, of God meant that his work was done. Creation was complete. He rested from his creative work because it was all done. It was all finished. It was all accomplished. And it was good. And his, his resting is actually a model for us to follow in our lives. And I think that's a lot of times why we get ourselves in trouble because we think that we can just go, 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 and it never catches up. But how many of you know that it will catch up? It will catch up. Some of us are weary because we actually don't practice the principle of Sabbath rest. Like we, again, we work almost or literally seven days a week. And, and then we wonder, we wonder why we're a, a nation of unrest. See, God himself does not grow weary. His strength does not dissipate. He doesn't have surges of energy and strength followed by periods of inactivity and inability connected to him being weary because he never grows weary. Notice how Isaiah stresses the character of God in verse 28. Let's go there again. Verse 28. He stresses the character of God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And so part of that, uh, knowing that it is contrary to God's nature for him to be weary, is that so God is everlasting is the one thing I want to point out. Aren't you God, glad that God is everlasting? Listen, never mind the Energizer Bunny that keeps going and going and going. We're coming into the Christmas season. Some of you need to buy some bricks of double A's and triple A's uh, because of all the toys and things that you give out. My God doesn't need batteries. God is the one who really keeps going. He, he's beyond the scope of time or space. And to him, our lifetime is shorter than a sneeze. A thousand years are but a day in his sight. He doesn't run out or ever runs down. On the other hand, all living creatures, we wear out. We grow weary. We become more and more tired over time. But God doesn't run down like we do. He doesn't get sick or become sick and tired. Praise God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's everlasting. God is creator. He's also creator. And so he made it all. He made the sun, the stars, the moon, both day and night were all made by him. He made every Monday and every Friday. And if you don't like Mondays, you got to remember God created it on purpose and for a reason. Maybe there's a reason why you're having some tough Mondays. 
Maybe God's trying to work something in you or out of you, but I don't know. He made them. And plus he made the rainy days and he made the sunny blue skies. He, he makes hurricanes and heat waves. In fact, he's the creator, means that he's above everything. There are no surprises and, and nothing that, that he can't handle. I'm so glad for that. If I, if I make a car and I design it and I put it together, then certainly I should be, I say should, I should be able to fix it when it's broken. After all, I made it. Some of you may have heard this illustration, but there's a guy who did some engineering work for Henry Ford way back in the 1900s. He designed and built one of Henry's assembly lines for the, for the Ford Motor Company. And one day the line broke down and Henry, he brought in all kinds of experts to try and fix the assembly line. They tried for hours and hours to determine what the problem was, but none of those so-called experts could do anything to fix it. Finally, out of desperation, Henry called in the designer of the assembly line. And I want to insert this. I feel like Henry was a little cheap. I feel like he was a little, he was like, if I call in that engineer, if I call in that creator, that one who, he, who made this, I might have to pay uh, uh, just an extra amount. And so anyways, he called him in. He came in, took a quick look, adjusted a knob, flipped the switch. And in under a minute, he had the assembly line working, running all over again. The designer then handed a very happy Henry Ford his bill. And Henry was thrilled until, say until, until he opened the envelope and saw that the bill was for $10,000. Remember, this was 19, the, uh, the 1900s, and so that was a lot of money back then. That's a lot of money now. And so Henry, he stuttered and stammered and said, I'm very grateful that you got the line up and running for us, but don't you think that bill is a little bit outrageous for a, a, for a problem, especially you only fixed it in like a minute. How are you charging me $10,000 to which the designer took the bill? He tore it up, wrote a new bill, handed it to Henry Ford. The new bill said, for my time, $1 for knowing exactly how to fix it, $9,999. See, God is everlasting, but he's the creator. And so when we're, when we're weary, he alone can fix us. Amen. And see, God understands everything, too. He understands everything. Again, Isaiah writes in verse 28, his understanding is unsearchable. In another translation, it says, no one can measure the depth of his understanding. As some of you have said or have heard from your children, you just don't understand. God will never say that. God will never receive that. He might receive those words from us, but he understands. He understands everything. God knows everything about everything. And some of you might know some people who think they know everything about everything, but God really does know everything about everything. He understands us inside and out. And some of you are saying, you know, some people don't always get me, but God understands me. In fact, he, he knows what makes you sick. He sees and perceives everything that goes on around us. Uh, he's not asleep when troubles come our way. He's not oblivious to our trials and, and the difficulties, even though sometimes we think he is. Uh, how many of you have ever accused the Lord of closing his eyes or turning his head or, or, or going on vacation? I know I have. I've been in that place where I've accused the Lord, but he never goes on vacation. He's always there. How I know now is that I wasn't utterly destroyed. I'm still here. 
Because if he had left the scene, I wouldn't be here in many cases. He knows exactly when we grow weary and tired. He has the solution to. Uh, so number one, it's contrary to the nature of God for him to ever be weary. He's everlasting. He's the creator. He understands everything about everything. And number two, we grow weary when we forget God. We grow weary when we forget God. You're like, what are you talking about, Pastor Fred? Of course I, I can't forget God. He's ever before me. He never leaves me. Listen, when your doubts overwhelm your faith, you are forgetting God. When you accuse the Lord of something that you know is absolutely silly, something that you wanted, and so you don't get your way, and you begin to whine, and you begin to cry, and you begin to, Lord, don't you understand? I need this. Uh, uh, this girl, uh, I want her to be in my life. Why is she going away? God, why did you bless me only to take it away? We grow weary when we forget God. See, sometimes it feels like life beats us up almost daily. And living in this skin, sin-soaked world uh, can get almost impossible at times. And Plus, there are so many things that make us weary and lead us to want to throw in the towel. Anybody ever want to throw the towel in? Anybody ever want to quit? And that's why God designed us physically for rest and refreshment. See, our bodies need proper nourishment. And likewise, our souls and our spirits need refreshment and rest too. I want you to hear this this morning. Hear this this morning. The problem isn't necessarily in the circumstances that we all face. The problem is that often we choose to face them alone. I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. The problem isn't necessarily in the circumstances that we all face. The problem is that you and I often choose to face them alone. I'm all set. I got this. I can figure it out. I don't need to pray. I'm smart enough. I know this. We neglect, neglect rather, or forget or forsake God. And then we wonder why we grow so weary. I wonder. Isaiah said in verse 27 uh, before our text, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my claim is passed over me, over by God? Another translation says, How can you say the Lord does not, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles and God refuses to hear your case? And so first we grow weary because we think that God is oblivious or that he doesn't care. See, we either view God as some cosmic Santa Claus that visits us like once a year. Uh, and if we're naughty, maybe not even that. Or we view him as some a really old grandfather type who if we pester him enough, he'll throw us a bone and say, quit pestering me, kid. Get out of here. We view him as some, some kind of old sweet guy who, who really hurts uh, when we're hurting, but he can't really do anything about our pain. Aren't you glad he can do something about your pain? So are you serving an oblivious God today who has no clue? Do you think that he's forgotten or forsaken you? Sometimes we do. We think he's forgotten us. I mean, that's what the Israelites felt as they, they sat in Egyptian captivity. Where is God? Why hasn't he delivered us yet? But was God oblivious to their situation? No, they were in captivity for a reason. And things also happen to us for a reason. 
If that's the case, when weariness starts to lift, I can begin to say, God, I don't understand this, but I trust you. I don't understand this, but I trust you. How many of you know those are hard words to say? I don't understand this. How many of you are, are in a situation right now maybe that you don't quite understand? You don't quite understand what you're going through. I don't understand, but I trust you. God, I, I believe that you're good. I believe, God, that you're loving, that all you do is for my good. I, I may not like it, Lord, but I'm willing to wait for your deliverance. And so, yeah, we grow weary when we believe that God is oblivious. And we grow weary when we, when we start to think that God operates in time and in space, especially when he doesn't operate in our timing. How many of you know that your timing is not God's timing and God's timing is not your timing? I've said it before, we're, we're the fast food generation. We want our answer to prayer when? No. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. And see, weariness creeps in when I watch the clock and when I start to demand that God do what I want him to do the way that I want him to do it in the time frame that I've established, then I grow weary when he doesn't do that. Like I prayed for a month, Pastor Freddie, and nothing happened, and so I'm through with God. I tried it once and nothing changed, so I'm done trying. And so when we forget that, God, that we don't have the whole picture, that God sees everything and knows everything, that's when we grow weary. Sculptor after sculptor looked at this large clump of marble and said, nothing can be done with it. It's, a, its shape is too odd, its material is too fragile. If we begin to make something of it, it will certainly shatter. But in the master's eye, he could see what the stone could become. And so he asked if he could have it quietly, privately. For many months, he worked on the stone. What could he possibly do with such a large, ugly mass of rock? How can anything good be made out of it? Ignoring the criticism, ignoring the denials, the master just kept chipping away and chipping away one piece at a time until finally the day came for the big reveal, the, the big unveiling. And on that day, the greatest sculpture known to man was unveiled, Michelangelo's statue of David. See, we can't see what God's doing. We don't understand the master's purposes, but he has an eye for these things. And this morning, he has an eye for your life. He has an eye for what you're going through. He can take the tragic. He can take the frustrating. He can take the disappointments. And he can make an absolute masterpiece out of it. If we learn to rest and wait on him. Again, remember, God doesn't operate on your time or your space timetable. And so number one, it's contrary to God's nature for him to be weary. We grow weary when we forget God. And number three, weary travelers wait who wait on God find spiritual renewal. Weary travelers, that's what we are. How many of you know that we are strangers in a strange land? Some of us are stranger than others. We're strangers in a strange land. We are aliens we're aliens this morning. Pastor called me an alien. Yes, I did. I'm an alien too. We don't belong here. We have a home in heaven that we can look forward to one day. Amen? And weary travelers who wait on God find spiritual renewal. I want you to look at verses 29 through 31 one more time. 
He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even when the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait, say wait. We don't like to wait. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, wing, with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not what? Faint. Not faint. He gives power to the weak. Worship team, come. And, and whose power and strength is it anyways that we need? It's God's. It's God's power. It's God's ability. He renews their strength. That word renews literally means to change, to make new. He, he takes the tired. He takes the worn out. He takes the beat up person and infuses them with new life and new energy. Listen, God may not, may even change the weary person's outlook on life where before everything looked negative and bleak and gray. Now everything is sunny. What changed? God was allowed to touch that life and renew them. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. This phrase refers to a, a comment made actually in Exodus 19.4 about God's deliverance of Israel from slavery of the Egyptians. It says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. He wants to bring us to himself this morning. Would you stand to your feet? He wants to bring you to himself this morning. If you're weary, he wants to renew your strength. If you're tired, getting ready to throw the towel in, I challenge you, don't throw in the towel. Rest on Jesus. Let him renew your strength. We need him. But listen, a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit in our lives can carry us. In fact, we need to let go and let God. We need to catch the wind of the Lord again and let him carry us. We need to fall with, uh, we need to fall with hearts full of trust into the arms of Jesus. Anybody weary today? God can hold you up. He wants to carry you on his wings, but you have to let go. You can't push him aside and keep flapping by yourself and saying, I can handle it all myself. You can't say, God, I want you to help me, but I want you to do it on my own terms. What's the key? Look at verse 31 one more time. But those who wait, say wait. But those who wait, who trust, on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Say, you need to say, God, I trust you. God, I don't understand it all, but I wait on you to bring refreshment into my life. In your time and in your way, I will wait on you and that's great advice from the word of God for the weary this morning let's pray father in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord that you've given me strength I thank you Lord that even though I may be physically tired Lord you have sustained me you have encouraged me it's been an encouragement to see the people of God worship it's been an encouragement to see new faces it's been an encouragement to hear uh, from folks that they are loving Jesus that they are growing that they are going from one season to the, to the next. Lord, thank you for renewing 
my strength. I know you want to do that for others too. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's close with one last song of worship.